Welcome to another episode of Inside AFIMSC, a podcast dedicated to bring you news and information directly from our leaders and teammates around the enterprise. Coming to you straight from AFIMSC studio in San Antonio, Texas, I'm your host today, James Truitt. This month, January, we're currently in an organization-wide call for innovation. It's a campaign that's generating some pretty exciting ideas, and here to tell us a little bit more is AFIMSC's Chief Innovation Officer, Mark Vandeveer. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thank you for having me. <laughs> not a problem. Now, sir, I know I'm not really that familiar with the Innovation Office, and maybe some folks out there, um, maybe that might not be that familiar as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about what this office is and why it was developed? Uh, yes, uh, so that's a great question. Um, uh, we're celebrating the stand-up of our new Air Force IMSC office uh, here as of uh, the end of November in 2018. Uh, and we're excited because it's fully resourced. Uh, we have dedicated personnel, uh, two full-time innovation specialists, uh, that will work innovation for us uh, as part of their primary job and not as an additional duty. Uh, we also have an innovation and analysis branch chief uh, and they also are dedicated to helping this enterprise uh, move innovation forward. Uh, so we're a little bit different uh, in that we're not doing it as a pickup game or as an additional duty uh, like some organizations have been challenged to do. And under Air Force IMSC 2.0, uh, we stood up this capability and we're ready to move forward. Now I understand you've had some recent successes also, something that's going to affect and touch just every one striper, every two striper, essentially from the highest to the lowest level. Can you tell us about that? Yes, so one of the things that we're working on uh, is taking this organization's big data and combining it with some very powerful visualization software. Uh, that, and in concert with our operations research specialists, we were able to take those uh, algorithms and make them predictive out to 30 years. So what we've enabled the intermediate level headquarters to do is take tactical level information and move it into the operational and strategic and allow those decision makers to pick the Air Force that we want 30 years from now. And we've seen some immediate success on it. We've increased our FSRM budget by over $2 billion between now and FY24. And that will ultimately allow our airmen and our civilians at our bases to do their jobs more effectively. It's a big job. Uh, yes, absolutely. So. Um, that's what we're here to do, uh, look at things differently, uh, try to connect the, the tactical to the strategic, uh, and give our airmen the tools that they need uh, to move forward. As we switch gears uh, back to the campaign, however, um, I understand that because this is a campaign and we're trying to generate some ideas, can you tell me how we're doing that right now? Yes, absolutely. So we're partnering with uh, AFWorks. Uh, that is the primary Air Force uh, innovation entity that's out there today and they're utilizing an ideation software platform called IdeaScale. Uh, how's IdeaScale different than traditional uh, methods of innovation? What the Air Force has tried in the past is uh, Airmen Powered by Innovation, uh, and that's a great portal to submit an idea and connect it with a subject matter expert, but it doesn't really allow for collaboration because it ends up with one person. IdeaScale has an entire community of innovators that look at those submissions, they comment, they collaborate, they make those ideas better, uh, they refine them, and then it also has some voting features where the good ideas get upvoted and the less attractive ideas get downvoted. So it, it separates uh, the good ideas from what could really take off. And who gets to vote? Who gets to upvote and downvote? Anyone with a passion to look at these ideas that has a vested interest or has expertise can up and down vote for these ideas. So you, me, to the youngest airman, to the most senior airman, anybody can really sign up to upvote, downvote. 
anyone from a GS-5 to a senior airman uh, through an SES or a general officer that has a vested interest in the installation of mission support enterprise can up and down vote on these ideas. And is this also where we're trying to crowdsource these ideas also? We, we can also put them there? Absolutely. So this is all about crowdsourcing and collaboration. Uh, and it's that vibrant community right now that makes this time for innovation different than the previous decade. And this, this is going until the 31st. Uh, we're collecting these ideas. What happens at the end of this period? What's, what's going to happen there? So after this campaign, we're going to take a look at all those ideas that were submitted, and we're going to have a Spark Tank competition where we're going to invite 10 individuals from across the globe, pay for their TDYs, bring them to San Antonio, and have them pitch their ideas to senior INMS leaders in this Air Force IMSC enterprise. From there, we will select three winners, and we're going to pursue uh, an AFWorks challenge in 2019 where we will fund $200,000 each to really get after a more robust campaign where we take those ideas and we now connect government with those innovators, venture capitalists, and investors uh, to make it the best product that it can be. Has anything ever happened like this before? I mean, we've got iWebTech, which you're gathering information from a group of people, but how, how is this a little different? Yeah, so that's a great question. So it's different because we have that dedicated budget. We're going to fund these AFWorks challenges. And for those ideas that were submitted, we're not just going to let them stay there. We're going to use our budget to help pursue the best remaining ideas. But then also, there's the Small Business Innovation Research Community. That's a $600 million program where we can uh, generate uh, prototypes uh, to get uh, uh, those examples into the hands of our airmen to make them do their jobs better. Now, what are some of the examples we've been getting so far? I know we've got some winners and we've got a couple other which are, well, not so. What are, what are your favorites and what are some of those goods and bad ones? Right, so that's a great question. So there's a lot of submissions uh, regarding automation uh, and that can span uh, anything from robotics to motorized pallets uh, to uh, kiosks uh, where you can regenerate a new uh, ID card. Uh, there's a lot of passion in the uh, innovation community for self-service actions where they don't have to stand in line at a customer service desk and can still get the same capability and the service that they need. Uh, some others um, are less popular. Uh, one example that has negative out, uh, 18 downloads as of today is eliminating the uh, uh, automobile airbag uh, because it scares people. Now, now that sounds funny. Um, but uh, it's a self-correcting uh, mechanism within the ideation platform. But that's not something the Air Force can actually do, get rid of the airbags and cars across America. We can't do that, right? We can't. So ideas that we're trying to get, is there, is there any cap to it? Is there any limit? Are we only accepting things for process, or are we thinking for things? Uh, uh, what type of nature of questions or answers are we looking for? Right, so that's, that's the process question is important. So we have a continuous process improvement in the Air Force at our installations, our major command, and the, and the intermediate level headquarters. Uh, that process improvement will always continue. But sometimes you can't solve things by process improvement and you need to buy a capability, procure a new system, uh, or prototype a new capability. Uh, and that's where we can help as well. Our innovation office will in the future have continuous process improvement, innovation, and ops research capabilities all combined in the same branch. What would you like to see? I would like to see a mission support group airmen hit the limelight and the spotlight at the Air Force level. A 
A lot of ideas that we see submitted right now through FWorks are in the operational or maintenance community realm, but I know there's awesome ideas from our mission support group, airmen and civilians. I want to see them be successful. So what would you like people to do? Where can they go for more information on this website? Yes, go to the IdeaScale website. Uh, the mission is on there. The types of submissions that we're looking for are on there. Plus, we have dozens of submissions uh, out there already. Go look at them to see what's in the realm of possible. But more importantly, if you don't have an idea to submit, go collaborate on some things that you have a passion for where submissions already exist and help them become better. Okay, so and that, that link, we could definitely put it down to our comments section, so if people are interested. Um, but is it, a, is it an open website, or do we need it, uh, is it behind the firewall? Do we need a CAT card? So IdeaScale is CAT card enabled, so anyone with a uh, .mil uh, computer okay. can access IdeaScale. You don't need to set up an account. Okay, so we'll, we'll definitely put that link inside there, so all that has to happen is they'll, they'll click on it, sign on with their CAC, and from there, they could submit. Absolutely. Now, what are some other things that the office is doing right now? Any, any, any other projects that uh, you're going to be rolling out in the next 30, 60, 90 days? Yes, so right now we're working on an uh, unmanned aerial vehicle project, and specifically we're pairing UAVs with advanced sensors, such as hyperspectral, multispectral, LIDAR, ground-penetrating uh, radar, or point cloud information. This project has the opportunity to fundamentally disrupt and transform how we do specific aspects of our mission. So I understand we currently have RADAS, that system, flying over airfields, finding out the fracture points, finding the deficiencies, and seeing where they have problems. But we're now using this same technology, and we're finding new applications for it, such as this flight path over woodland areas. Uh, where did that idea come from? So. This is, the, this is the great part about innovation. It came from our people. So Kevin Portek, who's our natural cultural specialist in AFCEC, submitted this idea during our last data call, uh, and it's taking off. Uh, the environment right now for machine learning and artificial intelligence is exploding and is going to disrupt how we do our basic missions and allow us to be faster, cheaper, and better across all of those. So it's coming from our people. So I understand that when when humans have to go through the forest and they have to manually count, they, they can't do a full survey. So like statistics, I remember my old professor, my stats professor said, the only thing about stats is lies, lies, and more lies. You can't count all of them. So you walk probably in a square mile, you survey as best you can, and then you multiply it. But you're telling me that these new, well, current existing technology with new algorithms are able to capture a complete fingerprint of the entire area? Yes, absolutely. So a lot of the surveys that we do today, we only inventory 10%. This UAV approach will allow us to get to 100%. Because of budget constraints, we only have floodplain maps for 35 of our 80 installations. This will allow us for even cheaper costs to get to 100%. Now what's that cost for people, humans, to have to go out into the woods and count this 10% of trees? So these contracts are in the low millions in the range. So survey costs for these types of contracts is in the two million range. If we have an operational requirement, such as the Nevada Test and Training Range out at Nellis Air Force Base, uh, that alone can be a half a million dollars. And with this new application, that's definitely savings for the Air Force. We'll be able to do this in the tens of thousands of dollars as opposed to the millions of dollars. That's amazing. Yes, yeah, so this is where it's really amazing. So we're going to overfly 
uh, Camp Bullis in April of this year. From that imagery that we collect, the machine learning algorithms will be able to differentiate by the geometry of the leaves or even the reflection of the chlorophyll contained inside those leaves and write those kind of algorithms. So that's really remarkable, but it doesn't stop there. We can also use LIDAR to determine the diameter of a tree and its age. And then from there, calculate the weight of the tree for burn zones that the forestry department might use uh, to create fire setbacks. That's just the start. You can, you can take these classifications out into the dozens or the hundreds utilizing the same imagery flyover. You don't have to repeat it. So I also understand you have um, another project out there. So we've had this installation uh, health assessment program that's been going on since, uh, was it the first iWebTech? Mm -hmm. And it's projecting out what each base has to do for the next, it's a 30-year plan basically, but it's only stuck on five computers. And you guys have found a way that it might be able to be shared across the Air Force Enterprise? Yeah, so this is another real strong innovation effort. So we've been working on the installation health assessment for a couple of years now, uh, but the software that we have is limited to five uh, laptops uh, and our work is primarily supported uh, via contractors. But on the 31st of December of last year, we awarded the very first Tableau visualization software that is going to be hosted on the Amazon Web Services government cloud. Wait a minute, Amazon cloud. See, that's not DOD compliant, at least not what I understand. It's completely DOD compliant because it's on the Gov Cloud. And what makes it beautiful is I don't own a server and I don't own the software. So it very much reduces my liability on security protocols. It must have been a lot of work to get this to happen. It is spent, uh, we've spent the better part of uh, a half a year uh, getting to this GovCloud award, and we're the first uh, organization within the Air Force to host Tableau in the AWS cloud. We're pretty proud of that. How is this going to go ahead and change the way that we do business in terms of information sharing? So that's a great question. So right now we have to tote a laptop around to outreach meetings and informational briefings that we provide. This is going to open it up for everyone. So we're creating products right now that our users can manipulate to help tell their stories. So that doesn't matter if it's at the installation level, the intermediate level, intermediate level headquarters, or at headquarters Air Force. What we're trying to do is connect that big data with our end users and create an environment where they can create the products that they need to. This software is gonna come with viewer licenses and creator licenses, so those organizations that need to create new products for themselves, uh, we also have an e-learning uh, mechanism for uh, their ability to train up their personnel to do their jobs better. We're really excited to roll this out. So what else can we look forward to? Right, so those are three highlights of things that we've been working on here most recently uh, and for the past couple of years, but boy am I excited at what other ideas come out of the uh, ideation campaign that we've got going on this month. The sky's the limit. We already have several dozen uh, submissions to date, and we're ready to take that next uh, great idea that our airmen submit. And once again, when's the deadline? Our campaign runs from 1 through 31 January. Uh, after that, we'll start uh, down-selecting and moving forward on, on the best submission. Are there any really bad ideas that can... There's no bad ideas. Everyone needs to submit. It's a collaborative environment. Uh, uh, good ideas, the best ideas, they rise to the top on their own merit. All right. Well, sir, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, really appreciate your time, James. 
And to you, the listeners, thanks for joining us on this episode of Inside AFIMSC. For more on this topic, go to our website. And don't forget to join the conversation on Facebook. I'm your host, James Truitt. Thanks for listening. <laughs>